and start your engines. Uh, here's the way that about. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. I'm not a crook. If you like your health care plan, you'll be able to keep your health care plan. Listening to Jim Paris Live, your source for the latest news on money, politics, prophecy, and preparedness. And now your host, the editor-in-chief of ChristianMoney.com and the author of more than 30 books, Jim Paris. All right, hello everybody, and welcome to the broadcast. Jim Paris here with you live every Sunday night. The website is ChristianMoney.com. And also been getting a lot of questions from people wanting to know. Where are all of the different places they can listen and download and all of that? So we have a special website set up just for the show, and that is jimparisradio.com. And I have something exciting to announce, actually two big announcements tonight. One is that uh, starting um, in just a few days, I'm going to have it set up so that you can actually go online and record a question for me uh, to answer. And what this is going to do is this is going to result in a second episode of the show each week. Now, this second episode, I'm probably not going to do this with live video. It'll just be an audio only show that will be in all of our download streams. But it'll be a chance for you to ask me questions about you know anything from you know Bitcoin to investing to you know any of the things we talk about you know here. Uh, my opinion on things. Uh, maybe you're looking for, um, you know, an idea for a business, making money online, all of those things that you guys tend to email me about. You're going to have a chance to ask those questions live. Now, here's what's going to make it fun. What's going to make it fun is what, what we're going to do is take all of those questions that come in and a couple of times a month, we're going to pick a random person out of that stack of those questions and we're going to send you a big box of books because let me tell you what's happening. Um, we get books every time we have a guest on the show. We get free books. They'll many times send us multiple copies. And we also have a lot of uh, publishers that want to put people on the show that we don't bring on, but they still send us multiple copies of the books. So these are really interesting books. And if you're a reader and you want free some free stuff, this is an opportunity for you to be able to get in on a chance to get a free box of books. I'm not going to put a number on it, but you'll get a box with several books in it. Uh, we're going to do this a couple times a month. I'm just going to clean out the studio here, clean out my bookcase, and just send you a bunch of stuff. What you don't like or don't want, you can donate to a friend, relative, someone you go to church with, drop it off at the library, whatever you want. But in any case, watch for the news on this update to the show coming in just a few days. The second thing is, I am now officially on Getter. That is the new social media platform that has been launched by Trump, uh, former Trump advisor uh, Jason Miller. I'm going to talk about that in a minute, but I want to tell you about tonight's guest. Tonight we have Nicole Weisensee Egan here at 9.30 p.m. Remember, she was with us to talk about the book Chasing Cosby. And it is completely unbelievable what has happened where Bill Cosby's been able to get out of prison. 
it is it is beyond incredible what the Supreme Court of Pennsylvania has done. And she is the lady who really stuck with this story all over all the years. Uh, they even threatened to put her in jail if she wouldn't stop writing about it. Uh, a dogged reporter. And she'll be with us here in 26 minutes to talk about how in the world Cosby was able to get out of prison. This case, uh, the Supreme Court of Pennsylvania, is completely beyond reason. We're going to talk about that. And also, what about the future? Will Cosby possibly be retried? Could he end up in prison? All of that coming up in our guest segment. Okay, so I want you to get on Getter, G-E-T-T-R. I just set up my account today. I have zero followers, so you can be one of my first followers. Um, It looks great. They don't have live video yet. They do have... Uh, you know, uh, uploading a video. I don't know what the the limits are on it. I'm going to check on this tomorrow when I do post-production on this show. If I can put a whole episode up in there, you know, a one hour video, 30 minute video, I will do it. So I'll start uploading the video of the show to Getter tomorrow. I understand they're about to launch live video for Getter. So I'm looking forward to that. This is again, it's not coming from Trump. Remember, we've been hearing these rumblings that Trump was going to start a social media network in July. Well, that didn't happen, but maybe the story was almost correct because the uh, longtime advisor to Trump, Jason Miller, uh, who is in Trump's camp, worked in the White House, he is the one that has launched this getter. And they are promising that they will never sell your data. And this is something a lot of people don't understand. Uh, You think that the, you know, the Facebooks and the Twitters and these others, that they make their money from the ads. And they do make some money from ads. Of course, a lot of money from ads. But where the biggest money seems to be coming from is selling your data. And that's where the all these privacy questions come into play and and all of that. So uh, they're not going to sell your data. And let me tell you what's happening to me. I, I feel like I'm being targeted. And these emails always come in the middle of the night. So I got an email in the middle of the night. It was like late into the night, two, three in the morning on Friday night, you know, coming into Saturday morning. That's the time that was on the email. And YouTube went back and found a video of mine from seven years ago that they took down. And um, I I went to my computer because I have backups of the descriptions and it was a video it was just like a you know a, a news roundup of a lot of different news and um they said i it, i was glorifying violence so i guess my question is if i was glorifying violence seven years ago why are they just finding this out now i mean why are they going through through i am not a big fish uh on youtube why are they going through my videos from seven years ago i i think they're trying to get rid of me i wouldn't be surprised if i'm gone by the next show um i don't understand it they said i was getting a strike then i didn't get a strike i have one strike pending uh i don't know i don't even understand it anymore but there's probably a good chance that i'll be disappearing soon from youtube which is fine with me because i am exploring a lot of other options and uh we move forward with getter Super excited about that. Now, I don't know if you saw this uh, this story, and, and this is where, I, and I, I don't mean to be kind of your crazy uncle 
at the Thanksgiving table. I don't mean to be bombastic. I, I honestly do not understand why people get the vaccination, including me, which I did get it. So, so I'm telling you, I did get the vaccination and I've explained to you why on prior shows. I'm not going to get into that tonight, but what I'm hearing now is that, uh, Fauci is saying that if, even if you're vaccinated, he is suggesting that you start wearing a mask again indoors due to the Delta variant. And, uh, I was up at uh, the coffee shop here today I'll, I'll say it Starbucks. <laughs> Whenever I say Starbucks, I get all these angry messages. Why do you go to Starbucks? Um, the, the people at the, at my Starbucks are incredible. It's like a second family. Uh, the manager there, all the workers know me. I've been going there for years and a lot of the customers know me. It's sort of a hangout for me place that I do a lot of work, a lot of writing. Anyway, I'm up at Starbucks today uh, working on some projects and um, I'm noticing like everyone has masks on. So all the workers behind the counter have masks on all of a sudden when about a week ago, only about half the workers were wearing masks because they started allowing the workers to drop the masks if they got vaccinated. But now they're all wearing masks again. So I asked, they said, hey, did they just change the deal on you guys that you all have to wear masks? And they said, no, we just want to wear masks. And I was thinking to myself, like, wow. These young people are all masked up. And then I'm sitting there as a customer just watching like all these people are coming in masked up. So it's it's like happening again. It is it is happening again. And I sure hope I'm wrong. But it looks like it is it is re- hit the reset button and the masks are coming back and all of this. And this is all because of this Delta variant, which which granted, you know, I get that part of it that when you have a virus and it mutates and it's not exactly the same virus that maybe the uh, vaccination isn't going to be as effective. I get that. Um, so that part I understand, but I, I don't know. It, it, it seems like even with this new increase in cases, the death rate is not increasing. So people are getting sick, but they're not dying. And so I'm wondering if this isn't Again, and, and I don't want to get in trouble here, but are we not just dealing with sort of another flu type of a situation? Because we're not looking at hospitals being overwhelmed at this point. We're not looking at, at people dying in, in large numbers at this point. Uh, I don't know. But, uh, man, I thought we were through with this. I really thought we were through with this. And I just wonder, you know, uh, if... If the vaccine, what good did the vaccine do really then if if you're already vaccinated and you've got and they're talking about booster shots now. So even if you got vaccinated, maybe by the end of the year, you're going to have to get another shot, another booster shot. Now we're hearing about, you know, side effects of those that are vaccinated. I, I don't know. I, the, the whole thing is just so confusing to me. Uh, and then someone else I was talking to said just because you're vaccinated doesn't mean that you can't get COVID. It just means that you would uh, have less symptoms if you did get it. Okay, I don't know. I thought that's what a vaccination was. You know, you get uh, the smallpox vaccination. You don't get smallpox. You don't just get like a lesser version of it. I'm not familiar with this idea that a vaccination just means you still get COVID, but you don't get as serious of symptoms. That's the new thing that I'm hearing from some people. Okay, so I've been talking for years about when is 
the collapse of California coming. And this might be, you never know what's going to be kind of that final straw that breaks the camel's back, right? So this was an announcement today. Walt Disney has announced that they will be moving several thousands of jobs from California to Florida. Wow. And that's going to be great for people in Central Florida because home prices here are just, I, I, I can't come up with it. I can't come up with a descriptor for you because it's insane. Um, my house that I'm broadcasting from right now is triple the value of what it was when we bought this home in 2010. Triple. And that doesn't seem to be anywhere near the end. It seems like this is just the beginning of an incredible move. Uh, people moving into Florida from all over the country and now California uh, is losing thousands of Disney jobs here to Florida. You may have been seeing this in your part of the country. And a lot of people, when you say that, well, let me let me first give you the headline. And then let me tell you that even good friends of mine on Facebook kind of messaged me and they were like, Jim, is this, are you sure you got this right? Do you have the article to back this up? Is this really the case? Because what I'm going to tell you, it, it doesn't make common sense. It goes against all, uh, you know, common common sense and and um, you know, intuitive thinking would not make this uh, possibly um, add up to anybody. But but here's the headline: 1.8 million Americans have turned down jobs to stay on unemployment. Now, the first thing is people say that that can't be true. That's almost two million people that are not going to go to work because they want unemployment. And the first thing they will say to you is unemployment does not pay you nearly as much as a regular job. So there's no way that millions of people could be turning down work to stay in unemployment. But then when you actually start researching it, you find out that there's a lot more to the story and that people are still making almost as much money, in some cases more money, to stay home than if they went to work. Now, in that context, if you look at it that way and you say, okay, would millions of people choose to stay home for the same pay as they would, as would, you know, would you rather get paid X dollars to go to work or the same dollars to stay home? Now, if you put it in that context, I think you would get it, right? I mean, who would not want to just stay home and, and just get the same pay? Well, this is happening in Chicago in the Chicago Chamber of Commerce. It says here it is raging over this because the average unemployed um, Illinois resident uh, parent, if they're a parent, there's even more money for parents. So if you're a parent that is unemployed in Illinois, you are getting $35 an hour to sit on the couch. And this comes out to be something like $50,000 a year to stay home from work under the current arrangement of the state unemployment money, the federal unemployment money, and now this new child uh, tax credit that's paying out uh, like $300 a month per child. So altogether, you're getting paid like 50 grand to stay home. And this is why when you're out there, you know, you're seeing all these help wanted signs. And I talked about this last week. Uh, there, there are several businesses I know of in St. Augustine, which is a big tourist area. I go up there a lot. It's about 20 minutes from my house. 
And there are a lot of businesses that are closing now several days of the week because they don't have employees. Almost every business has help wanted signs up. Um, this is absolutely destroying the economy because businesses cannot operate without employees, obviously. But let me tell you where this is really headed and the biggest problem this is going to cause. As you have a shortage of employees, the only way to get workers is to do what? Is to kind of have a bidding war. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll pay you 10. Well, we'll pay you 12 an hour. We'll pay you 14 an hour. We'll pay you 16 an hour. That is going to drive inflation. And if you don't understand what inflation can do to an economy, just look to South America, where right now in Argentina, the inflation rate is 50%. 50%. This is when your money literally becomes worthless. This is when you, know, you go to the grocery store and it used to be 10 or $15 to buy what you need to make a family dinner. And now it's $25, $30. I mean, this is what's happening. Everything is going up and, and it's going to drive the price of gas up, which it's already doing, the price of food, uh, all the commodities, um, you know, produce, everything is affected by this. And uh, especially at these fast food restaurants, even these, uh, you know, casual dining restaurants, you know, if they've got to pay people, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50% more money to get them to come to work, that means that the menus have to be, uh, you know, all the prices have to be changed. So what we're seeing is smaller portion sizes, which maybe that's good for those of us that need to lose weight. But at the same time, they're they're shrinking the portion sizes. They're also increasing the prices. Uh, so this is going on in Chicago. And speaking of Chicago, because I do have a lot of people, but I'm from Chicago. I used to do a lot of media in Chicago. I uh, it was a big television presence in Chicago for a number of years and I was radio there for a number of years. Uh, again, another tragic weekend, and the weekend's not over. So far this weekend, 58 shot in Chicago, eight killed uh, in, in weekend sh shootings across the city of Chicago. Unreal. Uh, all right, before we get into the rest of our news tonight, uh, keeping us commercial free is internetpaycheckforlife.com. And I just want to tell you there's four free videos for you. This may be for you. It may not be for you, but you won't know until you check it out. It's an opportunity to earn an additional paycheck or maybe even build up a second income that you can use to retire on. And we have four free videos for you to check it out to understand if this is for you or not. If you're somebody looking to develop that second income with an online based business, get your four free videos tonight by going to internetpaycheckforlife.com. Tonight's sponsor, keeping us commercial free, internetpaycheckforlife.com. We also have a lot of people that follow our page and, and are here watching and listening uh, from Cleveland. And so I put out a message on social media about this crazy situation in Cleveland. The Cleveland Indians have now officially changed their name to the Cleveland Guardians. I'm not kidding. Uh, so this is the new uh, woke Cleveland area uh, decided to change the name from the Cleveland Indians to the Cleveland Guardians. And I, I put this on social media. Uh, you know, what do you think about it? And most Clevelanders are not happy with this change. 
uh, an iconic name in baseball for, uh, I don't know, 100 years or something like that. It was, it's been the Cleveland Indians. And um, not really sure why this was such a big deal, why they needed to change the name. Um, I get it. Sometimes these mascots can be a little over the top. So, you know, redo the mascot if, if you're going to do that. Um, but, uh, you know, the word Indian, I'm not, I'm not sure how that offends anyone. I, I, I don't get that. Um, and, and I'm wondering now, the Cleveland Guardians, you know, what is your mascot now? A guardian. I don't know, maybe a guy with a sword. But when I think of guardian, I always think of, as a kid, a permission slip. When you're going on a field trip, you have to get it signed by your parent or guardian. I, I always remember that. That's where that I, I first saw that word as a kid was on a, a field trip permission slip. Uh, so what is it going to be? <laughs> is is the new mascot going to be a permission slip, a, a field trip permission slip? Not sure if uh, if that makes any sense to anyone but me. But uh, the Cleveland Indians are now the Cleveland Guardians. Uh, just just insanity. It continues on. And Watergate reporter Carl Bernstein is now publicly calling Donald Trump a war criminal. And he did this on CNN, and they asked him. Uh, so even CNN couldn't get the get the reference right. Like everybody's scratching their head. Uh, here's Trump, a guy who, out of I don't know how many presidents, you'd have to go back to find uh, someone that was less, uh, you know, into you know military intervention. He he did virtually nothing. He he brought our troops home. He was the least militarized president i mean as long as in my lifetime so the idea of calling trump a war criminal even the you know cnn people who would be quick to jump on the bandwagon and agree with something like that they they didn't really know where is this coming from so apparently this is some i because in the covid crisis he said so he's using the metaphor of a war uh in, in the, uh, the the whole COVID crisis was a war, and Trump is a war criminal because he didn't do enough to stop the spread of COVID fast enough. So that's the reference. Trump is a war criminal. That that seems like a real stretch. And I know these I know these writers can be creative with their metaphors, and that's very clever, Carl Bernstein. And and I have to tell you. Um, what's sad is a guy like Carl Bernstein, who is now in the twilight of his, of his career, he really hasn't done anything significant since Watergate that I have noticed. Uh, now Bob Woodward on the other hand is, is, uh, you know, is always coming out with, with new news stories and, and, and very provocative, interesting books. Um, not so much with Carl Bernstein. So I, I don't know. Uh, but this idea that uh, Trump is a war criminal, uh, he, at least it got uh, a mention on this show. Maybe, maybe when you're just desperate, you just come up with something crazy like that. Uh, so people will talk about it and get your name in the news. So that is the latest from Carl Bernstein of Woodward and Bernstein, uh, Watergate fame. Okay. Uh, if you're not watching what's happening with cryptocurrency and I am going to bring up a live quote right now on my computer, uh, something's happening and I haven't had a chance to read the news, um, but it is it's it's Bitcoin is is on a run uh, right now. Thirty seven thousand six hundred fifty one is the last trade uh, on Bitcoin. Uh, something big is happening. Um, we're talking about, um, you know, I, I think it was like thirty two thousand yesterday. Now it's thirty seven. 
So a big breakout on the upside for Bitcoin. So those of you that are cryptocurrency investors, um, check all of your crypto. The whole sector is just taking off today. I'm not sure why. I haven't had a reason uh, or had the time really to uh, check into the reasons for for the move. But, uh, you know, I, I always used to say this when I was a professional money manager. Clients would call in and say, why is the market up? <laughs> and I was always a you know, smart guy. I would say, because there are more buyers than sellers. And then I get the groan. You know, I mean, obviously, that's that's really the truth, though. I mean, if something's going up, it's because there's more people buying than there are selling. Now, other financial news. Um, OK, I'm going to step out on a really long uh, <laughs> limb here and see if I'm right or not. Uh, Facebook is reporting their earnings this week. And I have a feeling that their earnings are not going to be good. And this is strictly anecdotal. And that, that is, and I'm, I was talking to my son about this yesterday. He's a tech guy. He's in the software sector. And I was talking to him about my, my, my thinking about uh, Facebook disappointing on earnings this week. Uh, he doesn't think they will disappoint because as much as they're losing in the Facebook side of things, Instagram appears to be growing. But in any case, what's been happening to me on Facebook for probably a good two months is just less people are commenting, less people are sharing. Um, my videos are getting a lot less views. So I was thinking, well, maybe that's just me. Maybe all of a sudden people are not interested in me. Is <laughs> as, as crazy as that sounds? Maybe maybe that's true. Maybe I've lost my my uh, sizzle. People are not interested in Jim Paris anymore. But the the other weird part of it that makes me think it's not just me is I'm starting to get all of these like uh, messages from Facebook asking me to reshare things that I've already posted and. Um, asking me to post more and do more things, um, asking me to friend people that I don't even know. And I, you know, maybe I knew this person from 40 years ago from high school. Here are 10 people you should friend. Um, all of this stuff has been happening for like the last maybe two or three weeks. And I'm wondering if they're not panicking that all these metrics are are starting to drop. We knew this would happen after the election, right? That social media would begin to lose favor with people because it was red hot leading up to the election and then all the controversy after that and what's going what is Trump going to do or not going to do. All of that was really feeding into a lot of people kind of living and breathing 24 hours a day on their social media. Now with that all over, uh, it's it's really started to 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 dry up the the interest and now we've got all these other social media platforms coming into uh existence we've got uh getter like i mentioned earlier in the show this new social media platform that just launched then there's the frank speech which is the mike lindell one there are several of these uh, of course parlor is out there several of these alternatives um that are going so we will see but um this is a big week for earnings for a lot of tech companies. So let's say a whole slew of them come out with disappointing numbers, which could happen. It could be a trigger to really, really take down the market. The market is way overvalued. I keep telling people that. I've been saying it since January. Uh, you know, I'm not saying get completely out of the market, but maybe now's the time to take some of the money out of the market or at least reduce your risk. Uh, just my thinking on it. I know a lot of you have done very well. You made a lot of money. And we used to say something else uh, when I was in the money management business. We used to say bulls make money, but pigs 
get slaughtered. Don't be a pig. Don't be greedy. That is, once you, you know, have made a lot of money, maybe it's time to kind of leave the casino a little bit or take a little bit of that money off the table uh, and protect yourself. All right, we're going to take a one-minute break and refire the open. We're super excited to have her back with us. Nicole Wisensee Egan is here, author of Chasing Cosby. All of the latest news on Bill Cosby, how he was able to get out of prison after the conviction. This is completely off the rails. You will not believe this. Do not miss this interview. We will be back in one minute. Stand by. <laughs> 